Be strong. Fear not. Here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. Fear not. Good question to ask ourselves today is what is it that I fear? What are those fears that are swirling about in my mind and in my heart that are keeping me from action, that are kind of paralyzing me in place? Because we all have them. And what's wild is that we have come to a point in our, in our current society that fear has become something of a status symbol. That, that we judge other people based on what they fear too much or what they fear not enough. We make these judgments of other people. If their fears align with ours, we're good. We're friends. We're on the same side. If their fears are different, whoo, oh boy, we judge them as lesser than us every day of the week. So, in our current landscape, some people will say to others, you're not fearing this virus enough, right? This is a serious matter. Lives are being lost and you're not fearing it. But then the people on the other side might say, well, you're not fearing this vaccine enough. You know, it's, it was kind of, you know, it came out in my judgment a little quickly. And we judge other people based on our fears. And we have this irrational boldness about our position and this irrational judgment of the other people for their fears. And this whole time, we're distracted by fears of everything in this world And we forget about the only things that we really should be fearing at the end of the day. Because within this world, absolutely, we need to treat every threat with the respect that it deserves, right? A virus is a virus, and so we need to take every precaution that we can to be able to preserve our life and the lives of those that we love. And in fact, the lives of those that we hate, right? Vaccines are things that we need to, you know, do our research on. Uh, try and, and, and learn the risk-benefit analysis and all of that. In every single thing that we have in this world, yeah, obviously we need to enter into it with eyes wide open. We need to be able to see uh, what are the benefits and what are the risks. But we are in a current climate where we are just surrounded with fear. And, and, and it's not doing great things to our souls. Because we tend to fear the threats of this world more than we fear not gaining eternal life in the next. Right? We fear at the same time too much and not enough. Right? Sometimes we irrationally just rush into danger here in this world and God's saying like, whoa, whoa, okay, be prudent, be prudent. Let's, let's actually like use that reason <laughs> that I gave you. But then other times... We just get clammed up into this shell of our own fear and doubt about anything happening to our physical life, about anybody taking away this freedom or that one. And we get so scared of these things that we forget what we're actually supposed to fear. And the only thing at the end of the day to fear is sin. Right? That is the only thing that can ever eternally separate me from the Lord. If a government takes away my freedoms, you know what? I can still be with the Lord. If an illness takes away my bodily health, you know what? I can still be with the Lord. 
if I end up making a medical decision and, and the consequences aren't what I wanted to, you know what? I can still be with the Lord. But do you know what's the one thing that can take me away from my Lord forever? My own free choice to sin. And so we end up fearing too much of one thing and not enough of another. We fear the threats of this world too much, the loss of heaven, not enough. We fear discomfort too much. We fear mediocrity, not enough. We fear bad things happening to us too much. We fear becoming bad people, not enough. Because God cares about every aspect of your life, your physical health, emotional health, uh, your relationships, your financial stability, all of that he cares about. But do you know what he cares about more? Your character. He cares about that, that, that heart that beats within your chest, whether it is the heart of a good person who, who is willing to be selfless, who is willing to uh, do all that is necessary to care for the people around him or her, or whether that person is so closed in on him or herself, can't even see the needs of others. That's what God cares about. More than whether we have a string of comfortable or not comfortable decades on this earth is whether we have an eternity with him in heaven or whether we say no thank you to communion with him. That's what matters. And us making the wrong choice in that matter is what we should fear above all else. Because, you see, if what we consume every single day is nothing but news... I, I have never once plugged into the news and seen them say, everything's fine today, actually. Check back tomorrow. We don't actually need you to watch today. No, if it's a good day, they'll find something bad about it. And that's not to say that there aren't myriad terrible things happening in the world today, but what it is to say is that you have control over this many of them. And we get so worried and so fearful of all of these things beyond our control that we use up all our energy that we could have used for the one thing we do control, which is today, did I choose to live as God is calling me to live, or did I reject his will with this little sin here, this little sin there, this other sin here? Because I can't change the fate of the world, but I can have an effect on the fate of my soul. And so that's what God wants me to focus on. If I'm going to fear anything in this world, I should fear damnation. I should fear choosing willfully to be separated from God. I should fear whatever habits lead me into making that choice over and over and over again. But of course, Jesus says to us, the Lord actually through Isaiah, he says, be strong, fear not. And it's in fact this deeper fear that he is trying to address because to his people, Israel, through the prophet Isaiah, when God said, be strong, fear not, here is your God, he comes with vindication, with divine recompense, he comes to save you. He didn't mean, don't worry, these people, these Babylonians that are knocking on your door, they're not actually going to uh, take over the city. You're not going to be exiled. You're going to have a comfortable life. No, all of that happened. When he said, fear not, he didn't say, fear not because nothing bad will ever happen to you in life. He said, fear not because no matter what happens to you in life, you have eternal life opened to you in me. 
No matter what, if the greatest disasters happen to you in this life, God will not abandon you because you will still be able to have communion with Him. Nothing that happens to you in this world will ever change the character that you have. And it's that character that echoes unto eternity. When he says, be strong, fear not, he's not saying the storm will pass over. He's saying, I will make you strong enough to endure the storm if only you cling to me. He says, here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense. He comes to save you. And then we see beautifully that what is Prefigured here through the prophet Isaiah when he says, Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag. Then the tongue of the mute will sing. We see that that which was foretold is then fulfilled in Jesus. Because in today's gospel we have that beautiful scene of the people brought to him a deaf man who had a speech impediment and begged him to lay his hand on him. And then Jesus, here we see his concern, not just for the grand problems of the world that we read about in the news, no, but for the individual problems you specifically are going through. We see that by the fact that he took him off by himself away from the crowd. At that moment, he had eyes only for this one man who needed him. And so, when we get drowned in all of the bad news of everything that's going on, when we get paralyzed by fear of where the world's going, we can realize Jesus wants to take us away from the crowd by ourselves for a moment of prayer where he can deal with where we're blind, where we're we're deaf, where we are mute, where we can't hear him, where we can't proclaim uh, his praises. And he wants to deal with us in that. Because that's where we have some control. He took him off by himself away from the crowd. He put his finger into the man's ears. And spitting touched his tongue. Then he looked up to heaven and groaned and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately the man's ears were opened. His speech impediment was removed and he spoke plainly. Now that, that, that word, Ephatha, be opened. That's actually repeated in every single baptism. Who here has been baptized? Okay, that's a good number of you. Who here has attended a baptism in the last two years? Okay, a few of you. So you saw the priest or deacon do that. Toward the end of the rite, the priest or deacon has this beautiful prayer where he says, May your ears be opened to hear the word of God. And, and may your lips proclaim his praises. And he actually touches the, the ears and the lips of the, the, the one being baptized. And in that, this is an extension of God's own healing work. This is an extension of Jesus' ministry to where just as profoundly as this man was healed of his deafness and of his inability to speak, so too every baptized person has had his or her ears opened, his or, he, or, his or her lips um, released, and, and, and able to be able to speak the good news. The question is, do I fill my ears with his word, and is his word on my lips? 
Or am I, am I constantly just the victim and the perpetuator of fear-mongering? Am I constantly trying to make everybody else as fearful as I am of whatever I'm fearful of? Or do I take the Lord's advice to be strong and to fear not what, not what the world tells me to fear, but the only thing that I should fear, which is the loss of my salvation. But even there, the Lord says, fear not. Fight for that salvation, right? Fight to accept my free gift of salvation. But don't be paralyzed in fear. I- I- instead, have faith that, that no matter how strong the storm is, I will get you through it. So, as I, as I close this homily... I want to put one disclaimer out there. I, I mentioned it already. That was, it's not to say that we don't care about the things of this world. Right? I'm not saying, don't fear anything. Next time you see a rattlesnake, try to give it a hug. Like, no. We need to be cautious. There are, thing, there, there are ways to live in this world that, that we're not, we, we cannot be reckless. But we also cannot be paralyzed. By, by this fear that would seek to make us unable to even look up to heaven and to ask for God to deliver us. And so that's what we do. Even though we take every due precaution with all of the legitimate dangers in our life, we realize that the greatest danger is that we would separate ourselves from the Lord. And we realize that of that exact danger, God came to redeem us. It was from that exact danger that he came to save us. Because his people Israel, they still suffered a lot of different physical hurts, things that they needed to be fearful of. And yet he came and instead of uh, just saving them from all of those things, he said, I'm going to save you from an eternity without me. And that's what he offers to save all of us from as well. Our ears have been opened to hear that word. Now our lips have been unsealed so that we can proclaim it as well to a world that needs to hear that message.